0: August 4th, 1892, Fall River, Massachusetts. Police respond to a grisly double homicide. The killer had used a hatchet or axe to kill both victims. First, targeting Abby Borden in an upstairs bedroom. Facing her killer, she was struck once in the head while she stood. She slumped forward to the ground, wounded but not yet dead. The killer then struck her 17 more times in the back of the head. A short time later, the killer went downstairs. Andrew Borden was asleep on a sofa, making him an easy target. He was struck 11 times. One of the swings, cleaving his eyeball cleanly in two. Approximately 10 minutes later, the body was reported by Andrew's daughter, Lizzie Borden. When questioned, Lizzie's initial answers to the police officer's questions were strange and contradictory. Several officers noted that her behavior was quite strange. Was this the behavior of someone that had just seen the aftermath of gruesome murder in her own home? Or a killer trying not to get caught? (laughs)
1: Hello, and welcome to Reading the Room. I'm your host, Adam West, and this is a psychic exploration. We're exploring Lizzie Borden today, but first, let me introduce my co-hosts. Join me in a warm welcome for my co-host, Pam.
2: Well, hello.
1: Hello, Pamela. How are you doing today?
2: I'm fantastic. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Thank you so much. We are joined, as always, by our third host, Kate.
3: Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Thank you so much. Uh, Lizzie Borden had an axe.
2: Gave her mother <laughs> forty whacks.
3: Oh, what she had done!
2: She gave her father forty-one.
3: 41. <laughs> Eesh.
1: That's uh, that's rough. Yeah. That's a that's a big arm workout. That's a lot of mm-hmm. that's a lot of whacking. Mm-hmm,
2: a lot of force. That's a lot of fun. That's Arm Day. I wonder what she did for Leg Day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Lizzie Borden is—is um, is this the most famous murder in in U.S. history? What do you guys think?
3: It—it it might be. I don't know. It's more infamous than
2: famous, right? It's the only one that comes with a song.
1: Yeah, O.J. doesn't have mm, a song. No,
2: no, he doesn't. That should stop right now.
3: If that's what we need to do next.
1: Time to write a time to write the OJ mm-hmm. song.
3: Cancel the episode. We're gonna go write a song, guys. Sorry. <laughs> if the glove
2: fits, <laughs> you have to equip.
1: Uh infamous infamous Lizzie Borden. The frumpy murder. The frumpy murders. Frumpy, frumpy. frumpy murders. Frumpy.
2: I was kinda like when you listen to the whole story about this, keep in mind that it was in the high 90s that day and that they had been eating mutton that made them very, very sick. So like hot and feeling nauseous. And what is mutton? Mutton is like disgusting stew. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't... Mutton is stew. Sounds, I
3: say sounds like mud. I keep thinking they're eating like straight mud when I hear the word. So I'm just like, ew, <laughs> that sounds gross. Mutton is lamb. Oh, mutton's lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mutton
2: lamb. And you know, what? I said disgusting only because what I read was that their mutton was several days old and that they thought they had food poisoning. I mean, kind of like that kind of amps things up, right?
1: You get me on a hot day with a bad tummy, I might fucking kill somebody too.
2: You know, I I just want to talk really quickly about the key people so that we t- we know everybody who was kind of around. Um, Andrew Borden was Lizzie's father, and he was uh, prosperous. He sold furniture and do caskets. So at first he he did that for a while, and then he became like a successful property developer. But um, he owned a um, textile mill and um, a lot of commercial property. So he became pretty rich, but he started out in caskets.
1: That's funny. Most people just end up in them.
2: So, so um, and he had two daughters, Lizzie and Emma. They had a mother named Sarah and Sarah died when Lizzie was about three and Emma would have been about 17 um, and then a little while later, he married Abby Morton. Um, and they were so fond of her. I think that a lot of times when you have, um, a stepmother, maybe you're worried about where you stand financially with that situation. And I feel like that's exactly what happened in this situation. They also had a, a maid that lived at the house. Her name was Bridget Sullivan, but they called her Maggie because Maggie was the name of the old maid. And so, kind of a a mean thing to do. Like, that's the old maid's name. You're not important enough to remember your name. So, we're just going to call you by this name.
1: That is pretty drastic, especially for somebody living in your house. Like, she's a living maid. She wasn't. This wasn't a casual thing
2: exactly I can't imagine like living with people she'd just come over from Ireland too, so in a new country, and they don't bother to call you by your name, so that must
3: have made her feel pretty condescending, yeah,
2: yeah, so on the on
3: the night before the murder, Lizzie
2: and Emma's maternal uncle, John Morse was invited to stay and he was going to be doing some business with their father, Andrew. The day of Emma took the train out of town and John Morse gotten up early to do business. And that takes us to the day of the murder. All right. On August 2nd, Abby and Andrew Borden woke up complaining about stomach illness. And it was, we were talking about um, that they had, probably eaten some soiled mutton. Although, Abby thought maybe they had been poisoned, which is curious um, because Lizzie reportedly tried to buy poison from Eli Benz at D.R. Smith's drugstore.
1: Ooh, that is curious.
2: John Morris um, stayed with the Bordens and... Lizzie visited Alice Russell and talked forebodingly about household activities. And she said she fears poisoning, that her father had enemies and that she had been suspicious, seen suspicious characters lurking about and that she was afraid somebody would try to poison them. Which is interesting because she had been told she was not allowed to buy poison at the pharmacy that
3: day. So this is two days before the murder. She's she's trying to buy poison. Yeah, two days before the poison. And point. Lurk, lurking around at her friends, telling her friend, Ooh. something awful's gonna happen. I just <laughs> feel it in my bones. I just know that something, somebody's out to get us. I feel, so two days before. I feel
2: like somebody might poison us. Oh, never mind. Don't look at my purse. <laughs> <It's laughs> they <something> might poison <laughs> us. Um, the thing is, is that the... Uh, the pharmacist said, um, "You do not have a prescription for poison." The poison was actually the poison was prussic acid. Adam, can you tell us about prussic acid?
1: I know that it is is really nasty business. It is it's got a compound in it that was used in Zyklon B, which was that uh, the Nazi uh, gas that they used at the war camps. It is it's a component of it is what they use in lethal injections today. It's really, really awful stuff.
2: Well, Lizzie said she wanted to use that to clean her seal skin capes. Um, But again, she couldn't get a prescription for it.
3: So that brings us to the day of the murder, right? That's right. August 4th. So on August 4th at 7 a.m., Abby, Andrew, and John Morse have breakfast. Afterwards, Morse and Andrew go to the sitting room while Abby begins her house cleaning chores. Morse leaves at about 8.45. Lizzie has a light breakfast around 9 a.m. A few minutes later, Andrew Borden leaves the home. Abby goes upstairs to continue her house cleaning on the second floor. Bridget Sullivan, the maid, is outdoors cleaning windows for the next hour. Sometime during the next hour, Abby Borden... Is killed in the guest room by nineteen hatchet blows to the back of her head.
1: What's it to the back? I thought it was to the side. So- her the side of her head. I thought she was facing her killer.
2: I think at first she was facing uh, her killer, and then somehow she turned around.
3: They got her in the back.
1: Once you get nineteen, I'm sure it was a, a dash grab around the whole head.
3: Yeah, it seems like it would be all over. I didn't. I don't know. I was there. You weren't there? (laughs) No, I missed it. it. (laughs) 18, 19. Okay, it was (laughs) 19. So, Andrew Borden returns home. Bridget Sullivan lets Andrew into the house as she hears a muted laugh from upstairs. Lizzie visits her father briefly in the dining room, telling him that Abby had received a message and left the house. Andrew lies down in the sitting room, and Bridget goes to rest in her attic room. Andrew Borden is murdered shortly thereafter in the sitting room on the sofa. Lizzie calls for Bridget, saying someone had killed her father. Lizzie tells a neighbor, Adelaide Churchill, that she had been in the barn looking for fishing lures at the time of the murder. Shortly thereafter, at 11.15 a.m., police are notified of the murders. So it's super creepy that she heard to her like laughing upstairs, right?
2: By this time, Abby would have been dead, so she's up there laughing and there's a dead body up there.
3: So dozens of policemen troop in and out of the Borden home. Doctors perform a post-mortem on the bodies on the dining room table. So this was a normal normal practice?
1: Yeah, this was really common at the time. They would autopsy you right in your own home on top of your own table.
3: In front of your family. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, they didn't even like, they took them all like one room over and popped them right on the dining room table to split them open.
3: God, the 1800s. What a time to be alive.
1: You can buy (laughs) prussic acid at the pharmacy, but if you die, they're going to split you right open in your own home.
2: Well, at least you can have some cocaine, Coca-Cola while you
3: did it. So Lizzie's interrogated by the deputy Marshal Fleet, and she speaks in a really detached manner, and when the fleet calls Abby her mother, Lizzie insists, She's not my mother. She's only my stepmother so Ooh,
2: you said that with that's a, lot a nice of thing to say about yeah yeah
3: that's a nice thing to say about somebody who um was just murdered just murdered in your own oh my god i still hate her it's
1: probably currently about four feet away from yeah. you <laughs>
3: yeah. on the dining room table <laughs> kind of crazy. So that brings us down the timeline. And a few days later, on August 7th, Emma observes Lizzie burning her blue corduroy dress in the kitchen fire. Suspicious. Very sus.
2: One thing that is interesting is that their house remained filled with police officers. And she did burn her dress, but she waited till there was no police officers there to do it. So she didn't have a whole lot of um, time to take care of this dress that was covered in paint, air quotes, paint. And she, she didn't have any alone time. So if it's suspicious that she would do it in front of people, I feel like she didn't have much of choice. It wasn't just her sister who, who watched her burn the dress. It was a, it was also a neighbor. And that neighbor said it. At the time, I would be really careful about who watches you do that. Suspicious. Which is true, because that lady turned her in.
3: So on August 9th through the 11th, an inquest closed to the public is held to consider the murders of Andrew and Abby Borden. On August 11th, Lizzie Borden is arrested by Marshall Hillard. On August 12th, she enters a plea of not guilty. Lizzie is moved to the jail north of Fall River. Later that summer, on August 22nd, on the 23rd, a preliminary hearing is held. The judge finds that there is probable cause to try Lizzie for murder. And on November 31st, Alice Russell tells the grand jury about the visit she received from Lizzie the night before the murders. Remember earlier when we were talking about how she was going off telling people, Really strange things are going to happen. I have a bad feeling. I tried to buy poison. Mm -hmm. So the grand jury issues an indictment against Lizzie for murder two days later. And on June 5th, the following year, the trial of Lizzie Borden opens at the New Bedford Courthouse. On June 20th, the jury returns its verdict in the Lizzie Borden trial. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. guilty. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> so in 1927, on June 1st, Lizzie Borden dies at the age of 67. Eight days later, her sister Emma dies. Both women were buried at the family burial plot at Oak Grove Cemetery in Fall River, Massachusetts.
1: Fall River, Massachusetts.
3: Which is interesting.
2: Yeah, they had a falling out. Yeah, they stopped speaking for several years. And yeah, nobody really knows why, but they didn't talk for several years and then they died close together. Yes. Despite Lizzie's um, variations in her attitude and her alibis, when she spoke to the investigators, nobody ever bothered to check her for blood stains. Mistakes such as, as these led to other, others to criticize the investigation for its lack of diligence. They found a menstruation bucket in the basement, which is basically a bucket of blood, which could have been part of the murder, cleaning up after the murder. Um, and she said, uh, she's told them that it was, and the police said, oh, well, that's that's none of our business. We'll just leave that alone.
3: We don't need to talk about it. bucket of blood menstruation. Police <laughs> don't need to look at that. Women's stuff. Weird. I mean, she could have
2: killed them and then went downstairs and washed up in a clean bucket. Said it was that exactly. You know, but again, it wasn't uncommon for for people to have those types of buckets. Women to have those types of buckets around. So
3: they loved their buckets in this time period. I went to um, Scotland once, mm-hmm. and they were telling us that there was this thing that they used to do in Edinburgh. And it was called Gardy Lou. So, like, nobody had indoor plumbing. So they would take buckets and, you know, go to the bathroom in them. And then at a certain point during the day, everybody would start yelling, Gardy Lou, Gardie Lou. And it meant that they were dumping their buckets out onto the street. And if you were caught on the street, you're just going to have a really bad day. So, like, oh my during God. this time frame, they were all about using buckets for your needs.
1: <laughs> Fun fact Fun fact about Disney World: <laughs> If you go into the uh, the American Revolution little part of it, uh, there is a this beautifully made walkway, but it's brown too to represent the shit in the streets. Oh, yeah, realistic. realistic.
2: Yeah, attention yeah. to detail. Well, that's interesting and gross. <laughs> Just think about all of the flies. You've got the mutton that's a few days old that's never been refrigerated. You've got the bucket of blood, you've got the crap buckets, and you've got the dead people who were taken apart on the dining room table. Like, I just feel like if it, that's the grossest house on the street that day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for several days before the murders, the entire household had been violently ill. So yeah, there's they probably had crap buckets for days. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Borden should have opened up bucket factory a family friend later speculated that mutton left on the stove to use in meals over several days was the cause but Abby had fear poisoning as Andrew had not not been a popular man. So this is what we talked about uh, gross mutton might be poison. nobody really likes Andrew he's kind of an asshole uh, Eli Bentz, uh the pharmacist that Lizzie attempted to buy prussic acid from, came forward and said, he was, he was a witness that said, yeah, she tried to buy this, this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the murder weapon using hatchet was a very common at the time. Hatchets, you know, buckets and hatchets. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You just uh, need them. You just have a store that's just buckets and hatchets and you'd still have a big line out the door. So
1: speaking of a burning thing, like uh, Lizzie had burned her dress. Uh, the hatchet, the was found in the house was just the head of the hatchet because the handle had been burned in the basement. That's interesting. Yeah. Lizzie was a little firebug.
3: Suspect. Mm-hmm. She did. She loved her fire.
1: Despite the family's wealth, Lizzie's home lacked electricity and indoor plumbing. That was considered odd because such accommodations were already standard for well to do households at the time. If I was hot and I had to poop and I had the choice of indoor or outdoor, I would definitely murder Andrew Borden just to use a toilet. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> The image of Lizzie Borden as a reclusive, shut-in, come killer is largely exaggerated. Lizzie was very involved in the community, especially in her church. She and her older sister, Emma, attended the Central Congregational Church, where Lizzie also taught Sunday school to the children of recent immigrants mm-hmm. and served as secretary treasurer of the Christian Endeavor Society.
3: Pretty stand-up member of the community there. She was quite a lady.
1: She was also part of the Women's Christian, Women's, the Women's Christian Women Temperance Union. <laughs> Don't know if that's right. She was part of the temperance movement, which championed national prohibition. <laughs> in the months leading up to the murders, tensions were high in the Borden house. When Andrew gifted a home to his wife's sister, his daughters Lizzie and Emma demanded that they, too, should receive a house. Give me a house too, Dad.
3: Come on, I deserve it. I de- we deserve, give us a house. And make it have be inside
2: plumbing. <laughs> poopy inside. <laughs> Done with these buckets, Dad. Mostly buckets and, and burned up stuff in here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> their father sold them a rental property, the house they had lived in until their birth mother's death, for $1, a few weeks before the murders. They sold it he sold it to them for one dollar a few weeks before the murder, they sold it back to him for five grand. What a
3: ripoff yeah. for him.
1: That's a lot of buckets. You can buy a lot of buckets for five thousand dollars in the eighteen nineties.
2: <laughs> you know, he couldn't have been such a jerk. They made four thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars off of him.
1: Yeah, and it's not like they were paying rent or anything like that. So that's pure that's pure profit.
2: profit. Yeah. He also sent Lizzie to Europe. Like the summer prior. So that she would be able to see the world.
1: Oh. Andrew Borden was oh. not Fall River's most beloved citizen. In fact, he had a reputation for being cheap and made a few enemies in business. Before the murders, a Portuguese man is said to have been in the home, a former work friend to the Bordens, but he was never identified.
2: That's pretty random. A Portuguese guy who was here.
1: Lizzie herself feared that someone would hurt her father because he is too... He is so discourteous to people.
3: Such a jerk that someone's going to murder him. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Like I've met a lot of people who are unlikable in my life, but I never was like, "Oh my god, you're going to get murdered because you're such a jerk." <laughs> never thought about it. Well, never murdered anybody. Someone's probably going to murder you because you're terrible. <laughs> that's a that's a long game when out. you start saying that. Early on.
2: Well, somebody's probably going to poison you. Yeah. Somebody's probably going to poison you. Well, they couldn't get a poison, so they had to cut you into pieces.
1: In high school, I was actually voted most likely to get murdered. I was very discourteous. <laughs> the family maid, Bridget Sullivan, would go to testify to an eerie incident that occurred on the morning of the murders. After Andrew returned from a morning walk, his key failed to open the door to the house. Sullivan came... Came to help him, but she also found the door jammed, which caused mm-hmm. her to swear. Which swear do you think she did?
3: will Willikers. Gosh! <laughs> What's an Irish swear? Oh,
1: Blarney Stone!
3: Blurry, blurry stone!
2: <laughs> I think that's what she did.
1: She then heard Lizzie laughing at the top of the <laughs> stairs, but not moving to help. Creepy. <laughs> One, it's weird. Two, it doesn't, I, doesn't seem like Lizzie was going to help, even if she wasn't a murderer. She does. It yeah. doesn't seem like she'd be like, oh, how can I help you?
2: <laughs> Whatever your name is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hello, Maggie, even though you've lived in my home for several months, how can I assist you?
3: <laughs>
1: Although Lizzie had a lawyer present throughout her inquest hearing, she was prescribed regular doses of morphine to calm her nerves. That'll do it.
2: Mm-hmm. That'll do it. Yeah. They talked it's, about her flat affect that
1: That'll flatten your say, affect right out.
3: That'll yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, sure will.
1: <laughs> How is her affect? <laughs> uh board like. It was flat. <laughs>
3: flat. flat. <laughs> <And> Flassic <flashing laughs> by morphine.
1: <laughs> it's entirely possible <laughs> that this regime of drugs affected her testimony. Witnesses to the trial claim that board acted irrationally and irrationally <laughs> frequently refusing to answer questions even when the answer would have benefited her case. <laughs> yeah. Morphine baby
3: <laughs> it's like nodding out on the table. What are you looking at, Lizzie?
2: Come on, answer the question. <laughs> She's just zoned out so so oh, morphine. She must be healthy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you kill your father? Ah, uh,
2: morphine, please. A rip off
3: yep. for him.
1: Okay, you guys ready to play a game? Sure. Uh, this game is called Lizzie Borden. More like, <laughs> is she hoarding buckets and axes and shit? All right, maybe not my best work.
3: It was <laughs> still good. I still liked it. I still liked it.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, so I. I I think it's pretty clear from our attitudes how we feel about yep. this, but I want to—I want to make it specifically clear and come out and ask you, Pam: What do you think about this case? Is Lizzie a murderer?
2: I'm envisioning Lizzie with diarrhea, and it was 90 degrees, and she was angry or not. Or just scheming for a very long time. Like I said, end game. I'm going to poison you. She couldn't get to poison. <laughs> I definitely feel like... Murder. With dysentery.
3: Uh, guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> guilty. She, uh, I don't know if we talked about this, but she really wanted to live in this neighborhood called The Hill. And they had... Plumbing, like indoor plumbing, which was very primo at the time. And um, she didn't like her neighborhood that she was living in. Her dad, like, refused to move out of the neighborhood. Uh, so I feel like that that was, like, the main motive. And it sounds like, she, I'm not trying to be mean, but it sounds like she was really ungrateful. Like, the whole, like, buying a house for a dollar and then, like, sending, selling it back to him for 5000 Like, what is this? She's really entitled and like I feel like I deserve. And so if you watch a lot of like um, Snapped or anything like that, this usually goes that way. And, you're, and then they're like, we found the fingerprints or whatever, and they did it. So she's guilty. Money's the motivation. That's my thoughts.
1: Gotcha. You guys uh, had talked about 90-degree uh, day. Everyone had diarrhea. It smelled like shit and blood in this house all the time, no <laughs> matter what. Actually, I I have been to the Lizzie Borden house. Uh, we went on our honeymoon, my wife and I, and this place is also, uh, it's really cool, but it's really cramped too. It's yeah. it's like these these East United States houses from that time. Lots of rooms that are kind of jammed together, and like you've got to walk through some rooms to get to other rooms, and
3: there's not a hallway, right?
1: So, like on the second floor, there's there wasn't really a hallway. There's just a little bit of space, uh-huh. and then beyond that to the third floor, you're essentially, you are essentially have to walk through people's room, like bedrooms, to get to other rooms in the in the in the mm-hmm. home. I would fucking kill someone.
2: So not a lot of privacy. No, none. Yeah. yeah,
1: it sounds like a powder keg of a slightly deranged person inside an awful situation, mm-hmm. and she just fucking yeah. Lost her mind.
2: But do you think that it was snap or do you think it was um, planned?
1: I think it was planned. I think it was planned. I think she knew for the week going up. I also think that Emma may have suspected something was going on because she was not in town. I don't know if we talked about this. Mm -hmm. Emma Mm -hmm. jumped on a train and get the fuck out of there.
2: Yeah. She She went to visit friends that day. Yeah. Maybe she went to visit friends most days. Who knows? But that was a good day to leave town. You know, a lot of people at first thought it was Bridget. And then Lizzie stepped forward and said, well, it wasn't Bridget.
1: Believe me, I was there. (laughs) I would know. Wink, wink. It wasn't
3: Bridget.
2: (laughs) It wasn't Bridget.
3: Guess again. (laughs) Interesting she got off, though. So they never, ever charged anybody with the murder of Andrew and Abby Borden. He didn't.
2: Unsolved.
1: Unsolved.
2: Unsolved. That's what we're Until, here for. till til we've solved it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that does raise a lot of questions, this case. Do you guys think you could provide us some
3: answers? Of course. Sure. Listeners, Pam and I are both tarot card readers. So what we're doing right now is we're shuffling some cards. To take a look at this, Abby, Lizzie, and I forgot the dad's name. <laughs> Andrew. 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 Okay, yeah, Andrew. We're going to take a look at this situation and try to get some answers, okay? Okay, one more. What happened nothing. Okay, so this is kind of the first thing I'm picking up is kind of going with what Adam said. It's talking about a particularly rough time. Somebody's having a hard time with all that heat, and mutton, and buckets of blood and crap around the house. It's also talking about how somebody's arrogant and unrealistic. And then when I'm asking, so I guess I didn't clarify this to the listeners, but. We use tarot cards and pendulums. So pendulums are a weighted object on a string. And you can use them to ask like yes or no questions or maybe questions. Um, I use mine to zero in on specific meanings to tarot cards. So the next thing that I'm picking up is that somebody's unrealistic and arrogant and that they need to come back down to earth. And I'm picking up that this is probably... Uh, Lizzie, and her dreams about living in fancy places that have toilet, toilets. Talking about arguments that have been going on for six months. I feel like uh, I'm getting the feeling that Andrew Borden didn't show like any sort of love or affection to his kids, but that he always tried to buy them off in a certain sense. And the reason that I'm saying that, so I have a card here that's talking to me about how somebody buys a friendship, but they're also a little bit stingy with money. So I feel like with him, he gave them everything they needed, but he wasn't going to buy them some sort of fancy thing that he felt like they didn't need. He was going to say, like, this is what you need to get by, and that's what I'm going to pay for. I'm not going to buy you something so ridiculous. So he was very frugal, but I feel like in certain ways – he used his money to try to show um, his affections to them because he wasn't showing it any other way. That's the only way he knew how. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it talks about how he really like is so important to him that he, he made sure that he was financially um, responsible. Um, but it caused a lot of arguments because uh, the girls were pretty ungrateful. And they're like, well, we know how much money you have. I don't know why you're such a stingy. Um, And it's telling me that he wouldn't be he wouldn't be pushed into making any sort of decision. So I feel like there must have been some arguments over over some things that he wanted to spend. Did we talk about how how they were upset that uh, the family members, uh, the wife, Abby. So weren't we talking about how Abby Borden's family was supposed to get money when he died? Mm. Abby Borden. uh, Yeah. Abby Borden's.
2: He sold some of his property to Abby Borden. And that is what upset the girls, why he ended up selling them a house um, mm-hmm. for $1 that they sold back to him for $5,000. And so that was sort of like a conflict and jealousy, and that's why that purchase took place.
3: So, yeah, all is really telling me. So the cards that I have here really kind of are coming through to me as Andrew Borden's perspective of the whole thing. Hmm. Because what I'm picking up is like, it's telling me there's a man who's worked really hard and he uh, worked his way from the bottom to the top. He might have inherited some wealth. Um, But what's coming through for me for him is a kind and down to earth person and i know that's not what they had said about him like in the case files and stuff but i feel like whatever i'm picking up has a lot to do with him and his perspective of the situation because it's saying that somebody's being mean and greedy with the money mm-hmm. um and i'm picking up that it's the girl so uh it's interesting everything that i'm picking up i really feel like is from the father's perspective like this is my money you're being greedy don't push me into making a decision. I don't want to do it. Um, so that's interesting. Um, and I'm picking up that, yeah. Yeah, it was Lizzie Borden who killed him. Definitely. What are you picking up, Pam? Well, I'm picking up kind of um, other parts
2: of the story. What I'm okay. picking up is that in the past, things were good. This is... But... I think they're thinking prior to Abby coming. So I feel like maybe the times when Andrew was married to Sarah, maybe those times were romanticized. And and then it shows a woman who's not very nice who comes along. And was she not very nice? I feel like maybe she wasn't very nice. I feel like that's true. But I also don't think Lizzie was nice. Emma might have been nice. Andrew was not nice. And poor Bridget, the maid, had to live with all of these people. It talks about really close quarters. And um, it talks about feeling like you don't have your space to rejuvenate, And, like, there's always somebody around. It says that this is a second opportunity that something... Just a repeat of something. So I think that she tried to poison them before. I don't think it had anything to do with the mutton. I think it was a prior time that she tried to probably poison them. They probably wrote it off as food poisoning, which happened a lot. But I feel like it was unsuccessful. And the interesting thing is that right in the middle of everything, I have the tower card. Big surprise. So the tower card represents like, something that's been building up, um, and then comes down. Um, and you don't see it really coming down until it's almost hit you. Um, it talks about people who are unhappy at work. So I feel like everybody had some jobs they had to do on the house. Um, and so when I, it looks like when it comes to all of these females, they're the job they think they have is to take care of, the house and the property. They were not happy doing that. Um, it says that there was a lot of confusion. That um, there was arguments and that it had gotten, it had gotten nasty in the house and that there was an air of um, uncomfortableness. And then it says that there was. Um, A woman with a very, very sharp tongue. Was this Lizzie? Was this Emma? Was this Abby? Yes. Is this Abby? So I feel like... I feel like... Really they wanted to kill Abby the most. But... They weren't going to inherit anything if they didn't get rid of Andrew too. But I feel like a lot of this was done for inheritance... I also feel like the close quarters and being hot and being, you know, um, being on top of each other and that a lot of these, I feel like everybody was very, had the personality of, I deserve, I deserve. I feel like Abby had that too. So, um, I feel like the only ones who didn't have it were Andrew and Bridget, um, and Andrew was very much like, we need to save, we need to save. Anyway, I did definitely get that Lizzie did it. I feel like Emma knew about it. She knew it was gonna go down. She didn't She didn't plan it. Did she set Lizzie up to do it? She might have been conniving enough to like say to Lizzie, yeah, that's a good idea. You should totally do that. I'm leaving town. See you later. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I feel like she was to some degree in on it. And I feel like this was, this whole house was a powder keg. All right. Anyway, so the whole thing was was just ready to explode. And it did. And eventually it was going to. And Lizzie had the plan to kill her family for a long time. Should I go? Hmm. but then they, they got to move to the hill her and her sister
3: yeah they got what they wanted
2: well there's some upside
3: <laughs> the murderers went to go on and spend all the money
1: yeah sometimes murder plans work out just how you hope they would
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> on a smaller note I will say this at first the um people in her church were behind her like oh my gosh she did not do this we we're gonna support her, and they came to sh- they came to the courthouse. And after a while, they were like, ah, "No, we're gonna back off of her, and please don't come back to our church." Then the kids made a song about her. Now she's
3: infamous.
1: She certainly is. How does that How that one go again?
3: Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother forty wax. When she saw what she had done,
2: she gave her father forty one.
1: Well, guys, I think that I think that's a good look at lizzie borden
2: Poor bridget what are a bunch of a-holes a bunch of diarrhea a-holes
1: you can get more content from us on tiktok instagram youtube and facebook at reading the room pod do you have something you'd like us to cover you can join our discord or us at readingtheroompod at gmail.com rating and reviewing the podcast is incredibly helpful thanks for listening Bye. Check
3: one two. Hello, there you are. Okay, thank you. Such a jerk that someone's gonna murder him.